welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Exhortation by Larson Hicks on August 29th, Lord's Day Service. We come now to our time of exhortation as we prepare to confess our sin. And our exhortation this morning is about growth. And I want to talk about, um, it's apt that we, we just admitted a couple families to, into membership. I want to talk about uh, growth and answer two questions. One, is growth good? Um, and two, how do we grow well? And then are there, any, are there any pitfalls that come with growth? So the first, is growth good? The answer is yes, with an asterisk. So growth, uh, in one sense, yes, growth is the essence of God's promise uh, to Abraham. So you look at Genesis 12, God promises Abraham that he will make him into a great nation. He says later in Genesis 26 that I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven, and in your offspring all the nations will be blessed. And we also know that growth is an eschatological reality. It's something that, that, is, that is coming. We believe and trust that God is, is doing something to, in the world to create, um, to cover the world um, in his glory and his name. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. And so, for instance, in Revelation 7, uh, it says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multi- multitude that no one could number, from every number, uh, from every tribe, rather, um, every nation from all tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne of the lamb clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with one voice salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. So growth is something that obviously is part of God's game plan for for the earth and for his kingdom. But we don't believe that growth is an automatic blessing, right? There are things, there are things that grow um, that we don't want to grow. Obvious example would be something like, you know, you've got a cancerous tumor. You don't want that thing to grow. That's not a good thing, right? We sing in, in Psalm 92 about sinners growing like weeds. That's not a blessing. That's not a good thing. So not everything growing is good. It's not, growth is not a, a good in and of itself. And as a church, we are not pursuing growth as an end in and of itself. And so that point is important because, because it's actually one of the reasons why we planted the church is that there are a lot of churches who view growth as the only uh, thing to really focus on. It's the primary focus, being attractional and finding ways to get people in the door. And in the process, they slowly abandon the faith or they they abandon uh, biblical worship. And so we want any growth that happens at Trinity to be a result, a direct result of God's blessing on our church and not the result of some slick marketing strategy of some sort, like let's trick everyone into coming into a, a, a room with no air conditioning and that'll, that'll really get them coming. So, right? But I, seriously, it, 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 I, I want to reiterate that we want any growth we experience at Trinity to be a result of God's blessing directly. So how do we grow well? Growth in all organizations, families, uh, but, but especially we see this in, in the business world, um, it always comes with challenges. So scaling success really is, is kind of the number one challenge that every business in the world struggles with. How do we take this success we're having here and how do we scale that? Um, 
The thing to know about the church, though, is that the church is not a business, right? We don't have a CEO. We don't have a board. We don't have salespeople. We don't have operations people. Um, the church is a completely different kind of organization. Um, Ephesians tells us a little bit about this in chapter 4. It says, We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So the church isn't a business. The church is a body, and in fact, it is the body of Christ. So, so this is our brilliant growth strategy that, that Ephesians tells us about. Um, this revolu you know, revolutionary solution to the scalability problem that organizations struggle with in the church, the solution is we are going to be the body held together by the Holy Spirit with Christ as our head. And so you need to remember that you are a member of a body. You are not an employee. You are not a customer. You're not a consumer. Uh, this is not a, church is not an entertainer, you know, audience kind of relationship. It's not a, a consumer, producer kind of aud uh, relationship. You are a member of this body. Um, and it will not grow or thrive if the parts of the body are not functioning. And so I want to encourage you to function uh, as the body. Use your gifts um, as the body of Christ. Be active in the health and the growth and the well-being of our church. And so when I, when I, I want to point out just really quickly a couple of the growing pains that we will inevitably experience um, and, and are experiencing. So one is we're about to relocate to a new building. That's going to be tricky. That's going to that's cause some pain. Some of us are going to have to drive further. Um, some of us are not going to like the space. Uh, it's, you know, there's going to be things about this building that we love and we miss. Um, that's part of growing, right, is, is that kind of change. We're also going to as we grow, if the Lord continues to, to, to grow this church, um, there's going to be people that you don't get to spend as much time with on Sundays that you used to be able to have lots of conversations with. There's going to be more noisy children in our worship services. Um, there's going to be new people who come who don't fully appreciate what we're all about. These are all growing pains. Um, and, and they're not all fun, right? I want to encourage you to prepare your hearts for those growing pains um, and be ready for them. The second is, is uh, which, which this leads into another pitfall, which is the temptation to get bitter about growth. There's going to be some of you who have been here for a year or six months or three months who are going to be tempted to say, I was there back when that church was really, was really different. It was really special. It was smaller. It was more intimate. Um, it was cooler. It was kind of more hardcore, really, uh, when it was small. And I want to encourage you to guard against that, that bad attitude about growth. Don't be like the hipster who only likes things when they're obscure, right? If what God's doing here is good, if, if, if what's happening here is faithful and it pleases God, then we should want it to grow. We should pray for its growth, and, and we should pray that this spreads throughout, throughout Huntsville. So don't forget, the, the exhortation really is, don't forget whose church this is. We don't view Trinity as our church, and even the elders don't view this as our church. We are all in submission to the head, who is Christ. And we don't get the luxury of choosing who, who God brings to the church uh, and what kinds of people God brings to the church. This is his church, and he's going to grow it however he wants to. What I do encourage you to, to be is to be jealous. Uh, not, rather than being nostalgic about the past, you know, the way the church used to be, be jealous for the future of this church. Be jealous about this church becoming 
Um, be jealous for the faithfulness of this church and, and for future generations. Help us make this church the church that we all hope our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren will get to worship in. You marched through the earth in fury. You threshed the nations in anger. I hear and my body trembles. My lips quiver at the sound. Rottenness enters into my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. Yet I will quietly wait for the day of trouble to come upon people who invade us. Holy God, it is a dreadful thing to approach your righteous throne with the guilt and stain of sin on our hands. And so we come kneeling in fear and reverence to plead for your forgiveness. We are a selfish and impatient people who too often come to church to have our expectations met without any concern for yours. We want growth, Lord, but we want it on our terms and we want, it to, we want to fashion the church after our own image. Please forgive us and spare us from the judgment of getting what we want. Conform our hearts and our minds into your image so that our thoughts are your thoughts and our desires are your desires. Cleanse us from our iniquity so that our church can be a light to our city. We know, Lord, that if we regard iniquity in our own hearts, that you will not hear our prayers, so we silently confess our individual sins to you now in Selah. We have confessed our sin to you and plead for mercy and forgiveness because of your son who poured out his blood on our behalf to cleanse us and to redeem us from our former master sin. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. And amen. Please rise for the assurance of pardon. In the path of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. Brothers and sisters, Scripture tells us that if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so on this basis, I declare to you now, your sins are forgiven through Christ. Thanks be to God. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com.